0: Order in answering these questions. Uh, so I picked up questions uh, from the box and answer. Uh, <coughs> First one I picked up is Ajil. In the Tibetan tradition, there is a practice called uh, Tonlen where they teach to be, to visualize uh, breathing in the suffering of others and breathing out uh, metta to them is there anything in the canon or commentaries that don uh, lin is eh, that that mention this the breathing in others, and breathing Other, in, in others' pain and sufferings. <coughs> there is no any particular uh, mention made in any uh, Theravada the canon to breathe in to somebody's suffering and breathe out metta to that person. But while breathing in and out, we can practice metta. So breathing in and out does not have any particular external object to focus. And metta practice has the external objects. So uh, it doesn't matter how we breathe, but metta, while breathing we can practice metta. But this particular thing is not mentioned in any uh, Theravada text. This uh, repeating the phrase is uh, not mentioned. You have to mean it and uh, uh, Contemplate it. Uh, Today, uh, we heard there are there are three levels: phrase, repetition, uh, conceptual thought, and meta feeling. I am confused on the relation between two and one, meaning metta phrases and thought. Thus two come effortlessly from one. <coughs> I said uh, we recite this, repeat these words. We don't repeat the word just like parrot. It is not parroting. We repeat these words with full understanding, full meaning. As we repeat these words with uh, understanding, they stay in our mind, uh, and then We begin to think of the meaning. Uh, Vachasa parichita manasanu pekkana. Vachasa parichita manasanu pekkana. Repeating words and then reflecting. Uh, on them in mind. That means thinking. When we recite something with understanding we think about it. We think when I say may all beings be well and happy we repeat it. Each word we know. Then actually I I must think. (laughs) Think how they feel when they have, when they are peaceful and happy. How wonderful the whole world would be if everybody is peaceful and happy. If everybody in the world is free from suffering, how wonderful this world would be. Like this we think. Think of the meaning, think of the effect of metta. This is hypothetical. We really don't know uh, whether whether all living beings, or at least human beings on Earth, would uh, practice metta. We don't know. But our thought, if, if... Everybody is peaceful and happy. How wonderful this world is. We can think. That way we begin to feel ourselves when I am free from afflictions, when I am peaceful and happy, how wonderful my life would be. And also while reciting these words, as I mentioned in my talk this afternoon, when we recite these words, uh, the, our mind generates, our brain generates hormone that uh, makes us very calm, relaxed and peaceful. So that we feel, we calm, we feel the calmness, we feel relaxation, we feel peace within ourselves. So these are the three stages. First, we recite with understanding, with sincerity, honesty, we recite. And then we think how wonderful the world will be not one particular individual, all together as one unit of beings. And then while saying that, we feel, the one who recites it, feels, one who thinks of it, it feels the benefit, metta. That is why, you may hear later on, when uh, we practice metta, there are, Many benefits. We have these benefits through the feeling. Okay. While training in the development of uh, apprana samadhi, how do we focus concentration on the four illimitables? Uh, loving, kindness, compassion, appreciative, joy and equanimity. Now, (coughs) uh, development of Appana Samadhi. Uh, When you overcome hindrances, uh, in order to attain even the first attend the first jhāna, you have to overcome hindrances. One hindrance is anger, resentment. Just the opposite of metta. When we overcome resentment, anger, our mind is very relaxed, calm, peaceful. Then the Metta arises in our mind naturally. This is called Vitakka. vitakka Avihinsavitakka. vitakka means uh, the thought of non-hatred. Thought of non-hatred triggers Metta. That means uh, it comes to us naturally. When metta arises, along with that, compassion arises. Non-cruelty is a thought that arises. When metta and karuna arise, then whatever others gain, any success others gain in any way, the thought of appreciation arises in our mind, not jealousy. Not jealousy. And then, when the mind is gained concentration, we gain equanimity. Especially in the uh, fourth jhana, concentra- mindfulness, and concentration are pure. But it begins with even from the first jhana. So they arise naturally as hindrances fade away. (coughs) Uh, Loving, friendliness is one of them. Uh, Because we naturally let go of our resentment, anger, it naturally happens. And then we feel that the whole world is one breathing, feeling, unit. That is how it happens. Any uh, negative thought, no negative thought can arise at that state, because hindrances are totally subsided. Do you recommend repetition repeating the metta Sutta at the beginning and end of each meditation session. I think uh, it is very good if you have time, if you like to do it, uh, especially uh, in your uh, own quiet, private place. That would be very good. And uh, Here we start our metta recital at the beginning and uh, we don't do it at the end, but uh, if somebody likes to do that, that also is good. In a group uh, that also would be wonderful practice, uh, but in private practice it can be very easy for one to remember, otherwise uh, uh, our practice will be little disturbed when we don't remember it. Uh, we have to turn on the light, find the papers and so on. And therefore if you memorize the practice it is good to do it even together. However, instead of saying a long passages, many sentences, if we recite even at the end of each meditation session, may all beings be well, happy and peaceful. This one sentence itself is enough to oh, for, for metta practice, if you don't have much uh, time. In the Dhammapada it is written, if you cannot do good for someone, do no harm. If we find someone so uh, offensive that we can't extend metta to them, to them but uh, we can extend it to others, does it? Uh, happened once, come hamper. That does it hamper once karma by not extending metta. Should we make uh, attempts to extend metta when our heart is not ready to do so? Does it uh, require more love, forgiveness, and compassion, even though? We don't expect our effort to be successful. Uh, There are more than one questions here. I don't remember anything in Dhammapada saying that if we cannot uh, send metta to somebody, uh, but then uh, we extend metta to others. I don't think we find it in Dhammapada, because in metta practice you cannot select. I cannot practice metta to so and so, therefore I forget him. I practiced metta, so and so. There's no such thing in Dhammapada, anywhere in the Dhamma. Uh, if you find it, uh, let me know. And you ask then, uh, Is it to others, uh, but we we can extend it to others. Does it hamper one's karma by not extending metta? Uh, your metta practice will will not be uh, complete or perfect or real or honest uh, if we uh, preclude one. Uh, so. Whatever the benefit you gain from metta, you may not get that benefit. But uh, you are not committing a, a particular unwholesome karma. But metta practice will not be perfect, and the benefit of metta will not—you will not get—if you don't do it uh, completely and properly. Uh, because not practising, not uh, sending metta to one person, you are not uh, uh, committing particular karma, but your anger will stay in you, and uh, therefore with anger you may do something in thought, words, or deed to hurt the person. Uh, Therefore, so long as you have anger, it is quite uh, Possible uh, for you to commit some other unwholesome karma. Uh, Or you ask another thing should we make efforts, attempts to extend metta when our heart is not ready to do so? Should we make attempts to? practice metta when our heart is not ready to do so. When your heart is not ready, make it ready. Uh, You ask the question, why my heart is not ready to practice metta to so and so, Uh, certainly your heart may be uh, full of uh, anger, resentment, and therefore deal with that particular difficulty, first and when that difficulty is uh, faded away then you can practice metta with as i mentioned earlier with anger in your mind working anger is very strongly active when the anger is very strongly active in your mind you definitely cannot practice metta therefore deal with anger first and then when anger subsided, you can practice metta. Or wait uh, for another time uh, to practice metta, not that particular time. Does it require more love? Yes, forgiveness and compassion. Even though we don't uh, expect our effort to be successful? Yes. Uh, with patience, understanding, determination, compassion, you wait and practice those things first to overcome anger and then practice metta. Another question How can we forgive ourselves uh, through the practice of metta? Well, <clears throat> When we uh, uh, have uh, done something uh, ethically wrong and we feel guilty, uh, at that time, uh, forgiving ourselves at that moment is difficult. And yet, we have to understand that uh, we as human beings are fallible, we make uh, mistakes, and uh, making mistakes is very natural for any human being. And therefore, when I was unmindful, I have done something uh, wrong, and I don't want to repeat it again and again. So you make a commitment not to repeat it again. Once you made the commitment, you are in a good position, because you, you have to make the commitment very sincerely. When you make sincere commitment not to repeat it again, then you are in a very good position to forgive you. And then you must think, every time I repeat this same unmindful commitment, i get i am hurt when i and make myself painful uncomfortable since i love myself i don't want to think of anything that hurts me i don't want to say anything that hurts me i don't want to do the, anything that hurts me if i love myself I understand my uh, mistake When I was unmindful, it happened. Because of the circumstances caused, forced me to do certain things, and I'm not responsible for that. So I'm not uh, uh, guilty of that. It is not hypocrisy, but honestly and sincerely, we must uh, look at our mind and see the situations and how it happens, you definitely must have been unmindful, or something beyond your control might have forced you to do certain things, and so forth. Uh, Circumstances, your own mental state, unmindfulness, all these things must have caused you to do something that you don't want to do. And therefore, you determine yourself, now on, I'll be more patient, more tactful, more mindful, uh, and uh, not to commit such and such a thing again. That is the way you forgive yourself. And then, when you forgive yourself, it will be very easy for you to practice metta. So long as you remain very rigid, uptight and upset and anger about whatever happened in the past, uh, practicing metta would be difficult. So you have to deal with this obstacle first, and then can practice metta. How can someone uh, apparent uh, practice metta towards a young adult, adult child who is uh, suffering with uh, addictions, is the meta tough tough love? Well, uh, if somebody is addicted to has any addiction, uh, if you really want to extend metta, you take him to a professional helper. Uh, psychiatrist, psychotherapists, doctors, and so on in society. There are many people, agencies, uh, places, they are addicted or uh, treated and uh, encourage the person to go there. Even if it is somewhat uncomfortable and painful, uh, out of compassion and metta, uh, this is what we have to do. And once he is rehabilitated, then uh, Teach him to practice meditation, mindfulness meditation, and that way perhaps uh, you can. Uh, I know some people who have uh, who have come out of their addictions and living very normal, straight life. <coughs> they have gone through various. Uh, Uh, treatments and then uh, they have given up (laughs) addictions. I have uh, have tried uh, practicing metta before, but uh, when I have I always feel foolish extending goodwill to uh, enemies and uh, I'm sorry animals animals and spirits and uh, like it is uh, discouraging any suggestions now You don't have to feel foolish uh, when you extend metta to uh, animals and spirits. Uh, You should feel very glad that you can do it. Uh, As I said, uh, we cannot uh, uh, separate... Or one particular species of existence, particular kind of lives, whether human, divine, animals, and spirits, and ghosts, goblins, and devas, and so forth. We cannot distinguish. We put all of them together in into one uh, group as living, breathing beings. And uh, When you try to uh, distinguish one from the other, uh, for one reason or other, then it will be difficult. So I say when you practice metta, don't put face to their bodies. Just uh, think in your mind that there are beings, beings in the universe, and let all these beings be well, happy, and peaceful, and so on. How do I forgive someone who has used and taken advantage of me? Uh, If I don't uh, shut him out, he will uh, continue to take advantage of me how do I uh, protect, practice metta with him? Now, metta practitioners cannot be totally uh, simple and naive. They also must use their patience, tactful ways, and uh, mindful ways to deal with difficult situation. Uh, but simply surrendering to abuse uh, is not metta practitioner, practice. Uh, metta practices, you know, practitioners also must be tough at times, when they have to be tough. That uh, is for uh, self-honour, dignity, protecting oneself. Uh, One has to use uh, uh, tactful, mindful and tough uh, method uh, to uh, avoid being abused. Uh, can you provide the metta meditation that was uh, recited this uh, morning that we can uh, say to ourselves to first uh, and or first to... others and ourselves, maybe. Anyway, what did you recite this morning? It's about the... uh, may, uh, May I be... May I find happiness? May I find peace? May I live in friendship with all beings? May I find release from suffering? And so, whether it's for yourself or others, it's just finding happiness, finding peace, living in friendship with all beings, and finding... Yes, there are many passages uh, we have prepared for reciting. Uh, Some of them are in my new book uh, on Metta. Uh, I hope you may not uh, misunderstand that I'm trying to uh, market or promote my book. (laughs) But uh, uh, the purpose of writing is for people to read it. So maybe at the end of the retreat, when our bookshelves open, you can uh, pick the latest book on metta. And there are many, many passages to repeat, recite. Uh, Very meaningful, long passages uh, that I composed long, long ago, but uh, this time I uh, put in the book. I find it very hard to practice the metta uh, word, I uh, think about the people I hate. I say the words but that are not uh, uh, sincere. Do you have any suggestion? I think this is a very important thing. Uh, We have to uh, make ourselves very sincere to practice metta. Uh, Sometimes some people, even with difficulties, when they begin, then it becomes easy for them. <clears throat> I remember once I was invited to give a retreat in Poland. The a lady who telephoned me asked me various things that I uh, practice or teach. Uh, she finally asked me, do you teach metta meditation? I said, yes then she said i hate metta <laughs> so what can i do <laughs> anyway i went there and had 10 day metta retreat at the end she thanked me for spending time to teach metta we do not feel a metta purely because we don't understand the impact on us when we practice metta. And keep repeating, even if it is, uh, even if you don't feel like doing it, if you keep repeating it again and again, and these words will settle in your mind, And perhaps one day you may feel how wonderful it is. As I mentioned this morning, this afternoon, metta is a very natural state of mind that all of us have, but because of various conditioning it is deeply suppressed. And uh, we even don't know that it is within us. So we have to dig it out with some difficulties uh, until we feel it. It needs time, patience, maturity, mindfulness, determination, commitments, all this, and above all, courage to dig into our own mental state. Then it will not be that difficult. Anything at the beginning is difficult. Uh, You think about these things, these words, and uh, even if you have difficulty, don't give up. First, overcome that... uh, Barrier first. Uh, that means you certainly have anger in you and deal with that, and then practicing metta becomes very easy. Can you explain the connection between metta and forgiveness? Yeah. Uh, when we forgive, it doesn't take too long to forgive. Maybe very short, uh, frank discussion would uh, uh, help you to forgive. Uh, someone has to be honest and sincere. Uh, when uh, they talk to each other, and then uh, your resentment anger slowly fades away and then it is that is your then you can forgive easily then you can practice metta forgiveness therefore is a precursor to metta practice Another question. In the metta prayer we say before meals, uh, we say happiness will come to those who respect people who uh, deserve deserve it. Do some people not deserve respect? Uh, For metta practice uh, there is no such thing deserving metta, deserving, practi- deserving uh, what do you call, metta, uh, happiness, uh, or not. There is no such thing. Uh, there is no such thing as uh, so-and-so is respectable, so-and-so is not. Those qualities, qualifications, all should be completely eliminated in the face of metta-practice. <clears throat> so don't uh, think that there are some people deserve our respect, some people don't deserve our respect, and so forth. There, are, there can be many people who may not deserve our respect. It doesn't matter. And he, th- this is not the place where we judge people, judge anybody. In metta practice, no judgment, no criticisms, uh, no particular law uh, and so forth. We don't think about somebody's ethics and morals and all these things. These are not uh, uh, necessary at all. Completely ignore them. We just know that there are beings Who love happiness do not like pain. There may not be anybody who does not like happiness uh, and like pain, except maybe massacres or something, we don't know. Is metta different from Respect. Metta is different from respect. Metta is above respect or unconcerned about respect. The worst person, the meanest person, as I mentioned in my uh, talk, also deserves our metta. Somebody It's a criminal deserves some metta. In the metta Sutta, you can see uh, I advise you to read it again and again. Are some more deserving of uh, loving kindness and respect than others? No. All are equal in the face of metta. All are uh, created equally by metta. No, no, the no one is separate. In practice, when the practice is deep, uh, boundless, I feel uh, periodic, gentle, gentle dawdling sensations. I noticed this in the monks. Would you please explain? Uh, If somebody is uh, jolting, uh, that has nothing to do with betta. That has nothing to do with the development of meditation. That can be sleepiness. Drowsiness. Uh, So we have to make the distinction between the results of metta or results of sleepiness. If it happens to you or to somebody else, it would be the same. Maybe somebody would be very tired, uh, didn't have enough sleep, so when the person comes to meditation, uh, the person may be jolting or nodding or something. That can happen. So that is my explanation. <laughs> you asked me to explain. That is how I explain it. <laughs> you may have different explanation. I don't know. So with this, I'd like to conclude this evening's uh, session and see you tomorrow morning and you continue.